Hey, welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are so pumped that you're tuning into this podcast. It has been designed for people just like you. We want to do life with you. Share our wins, our defeats, our ups and our downs in hopes that you'll grow closer to God and to the people that you love in your life. Sit back and enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. And today we're going to be talking all about mental health. I'm here with a very special guest, Holly Rosario. Can you say hi to everyone? Hi, everyone. (laughs) I want to start off by asking you about yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. A little about me. Again, my name is Holly Rosario. I'm a Christian first and foremost. I'm a wife um, to my husband wonderful husband, Jason, of the last 12 years. Um, I'm a mom to our nine-year-old son, Isaiah. Who's so cute. Thank you. And our five-year-old daughter um, named Arielle. Even cuter. We are originally from Fall River, Massachusetts. Now we can tell that by your by accent. accent. Yes. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, all good. Well, officially, um, as of today, a year ago, we moved from Massachusetts Yay! to Central Yay! Florida. Yes. We really believe that this is where God wanted us, so right. you know here we are. Um, our first week here, we visited a live church, and it's been home ever since. As soon as we oh. walked into the building, we just knew that this is where God had us and where he wanted us to serve. That does my heart so well. And can I say, you guys are awesome. This is an amazing family, you all. Um, oh, I guess I've known you for a year now. Yeah. And um, it's getting better and better. We were just having a little conversation uh, before actually this recording, and I was just cracking up laughing at you because I just learned a little bit more about your personality, which is super funny. Okay, Holly <laughs> likes to be super prepared. So, yes. Um, Note to self, make sure you give Holly all the details because she likes details. Yes, I like lots of details. (laughs) Well, anyway, we want to talk about mental health. And I wanted to talk about mental mental health because it's something that I'm very passionate about. And so for me, um, a lot of people know my story, but then a lot of people don't. I was diagnosed with depression severe depression and anxiety disorder. I was diagnosed with depression at the age of 12 years old and I didn't overcome until I was 24 years old. And um, I am 46 years old right now. And so I have been free for over 20 years um, from depression and anxiety, panic attacks, all of those things that, you know, come along with it. And my heart's desire is to tell anyone and everyone who will listen who has been dealing with depression, anxiety, or any type of, um, you know, social anxiety, things like that that you can overcome, that God is a healer. And I think that's something that I didn't heal here. Um, whenever I was actually going through depression, I didn't know that God was a healer. I didn't know that um, I could overcome. I thought this is just something that I had to deal with for the rest of my life. And so I'm really excited today because I want to talk about like some of those ways that we can overcome. But that's my passion on mental health. Tell me your passion. Why are you so passionate about this? And actually tell us like what you do as a profession? So I, um, I have my master's degree in clinical psychology, and I have been a licensed mental health therapist for the past 15 years. Um, so I've worked at a variety of different capacities in the field, yeah. like doing individual therapy and couples work and family therapy as well. Mm-hmm. I also have some administrative um, experience where I was like the oversight, the program director, the clinical director, overseeing um, teams and mental health facilities to ensure that things are just um, functioning well, both clinically wow. and administratively. My passion are as people 
seeing lives change, Absolutely. seeing people healed and transformed from the inside out. Mm -hmm. um, it's part of who I am, you know, in the church, in my personal life, in my career. It's just, it's just part of my DNA. You yes. Know, if that makes sense. Um, why I'm so passionate about it? Well, I grew up in a home where my dad struggled with addiction. Mm. And also, as a result of his addiction uh, challenges, that impacted his mental health. Wow. Um, also, I had other family members, I think like most people, you mm -hmm. know, that have struggled with addiction and mental health issues. Yes. Um, when I was in elementary school, my uncle actually died um, by suicide. Wow. So, you know, I've been able to see the impact of untreated mental health yes. or unrecognized mental health. Yes. So I think that that fueled this passion on the inside of me to really just want to be an, age, an agent of change and an agent of healing. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it started off like in high school, I took an intro to psychology class and I just knew just from that class, like I was just destined yeah. to be part of wow. the field. That's so, I actually in college, my favorite course, well, I loved English, but all, psychology, like it was unexpectedly good, like mm -hmm. to figure out how our brains work, like how we think and you know, how we're wired. It's amazing to me. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And me you get too. to do it every day. That's yes. awesome. That's exciting. Well, okay. So let's talk about mental health. Sure. Um, here's something that I um, find going on a lot and it kind of irks me or irritates me or I don't know. I'll just share it. Okay. So I hear a lot of people saying like, well, I'm just so depressed. Well, I'm just sad. I'm just depressed. And it's like, they're putting this label on themselves. And I sit down and I talk to people and I'm like, no, baby girl, no, darling, you are not depressed. You're just having a bad day. Yeah. You're just sad. Okay. Stop saying you're depressed, you know? Yes. Um, and I feel like because with everything that's happening in the world today with mental health, is it true that we're in a mental health pandemic? Absolutely. We're in a mental health crisis, but I feel like we have been in a mental health crisis uh -huh. for an extended period of time. Uh -huh. But what happened is the pandemic hit. I got so you. that's compounded things. Uh and I think people are now more aware. It's just out there a little bit more. Mm. Um, but we were already in a crisis, not yeah. just as a country, but you know, throughout the world, mm -hmm. people have been struggling with mental health issues. Wow. And so, okay, so I got off topic a little bit, but here's one thing, and it's not to make light of mental health because mental health issues, I mean, it's serious. Yeah. You know, these, this is something like if you have a stomach ache, you don't want to just keep ignoring it and ignoring it. You want to go to the doctor and get their professional opinion on it so that you know that you're not dealing with something serious or something minor that could have been taken care of, but now you waited so long to get it treated that it's this major problem. And I think it might be the same way with mental health. Um, and so it's not that, you know, we want to make light of mental health and we're going to get to that in a minute about like some of the serious issues about mental health. But what I was saying in that a lot of people are saying like, I'm just so depressed. I'm just so depressed. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like even from like the biblical perspective, right. like, you know, the, the power life and death are in the power of your tongue. Like, don't, don't say that about yourself. Let the sick say I am healed. Let the weak say I am strong. Can you talk a little bit Ab about that? Absolutely. That's the exact verse that came to mind wow. as well was death and life and the power of the tongue and the amplified version says that we will reap its consequences mm -hmm. of our words so that is what's happening people are just adopting these things about themselves mm -hmm. it's becoming their identity wow. so instead of just saying like i'm experiencing symptoms of anxiety or yes. i'm experiencing symptoms of depression people mm -hmm. are now owning it and they're identifying with yeah. i'm depressed or people will even say like my post-traumatic 
um, yeah. stress disorder or my OCD. Yeah. And then you begin to see, you know, the manifestation of that because mm. our words are, are powerful. Yeah. So it's okay to say, I mean, we have to be real and honest. It's okay to say, hey, I'm experiencing this. Yeah. But you don't want to own that. It doesn't belong to you. Mm-hmm. So you want to take that, but also combat it with the word of God. Mm-hmm. So maybe you say, I'm experiencing anxiety, but the Bible says um, that God has not given me a spirit of fear, yes. but of power, of love, and a sound mind. I'm experiencing depression or symptoms of depression, but I can overcome this. Mm-hmm. And weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Yeah. So sometimes it's just um, a shifting our perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's what good mental health is, right? Like Absolutely. therapy is all about teaching people how to manage their thoughts. That's so good. You know, the Bible talks about that as, as well. He said, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's what therapy is. Yeah. You know, the Bible just confirms I science. Love just that. like you just said that the other day in your message. Yeah. I love that. Like the Bible just confirms, mm-hmm. you know, what psychology is saying. Yeah all of the positive affirmations that are out there. Like, you know, you can get on YouTube, like YouTube's my thing. Like yeah. I get on YouTube and I see all of this stuff about positive affirmations and say this to your, say this about yourself and you know, the law of attraction and all of this stuff. And it's, yeah. it's all based in the Bible. It's yes. all biblical. This is God's idea. And it's just so exciting um, that we can use that every day in our mental health. Um, and so, so that we would just want to start off by saying, okay, we're not going to receive this label, you know, like even, Um, so go back like many years ago with me and I was depressed and I was depressed because I had a lot of, um, childhood trauma. And so my dad died when I was six years old. And when my dad died, I went to live with my grandmother who raised me till I was 12 years old. She died. Um, and in the midst of like all of that time, um, I went and I was living in a home where there was, uh, domestic violence. I mean, just people fighting every day, lots of blood, lots of, you know, ambulance and police. And, um, there was sexual abuse, physical abuse. And so I, um, experienced all these things and it just kind of did something in my brain to make me feel so guilty, so shameful, so unlovely. And it was really hard for me to stay at a happy place in my young adult years. And so it was really hard for me to overcome. Can you speak to some of the ways that some people may be feeling um, depressed and be in the position that I was? And it's because of past trauma. It's because of things that happened in their past. Like, what are some of the, the, what would you say to help someone get to a place where they can deal with their past so that they can overcome depression? Right. Well, I would say, well, it would make sense, um, you know, the different things that you were exposed to Mm -hmm. and the different environments um, that you were in, that you would feel gripped Mm -hmm. by anxiety and fear. It was, you know, pretty much in the atmosphere Mm -hmm. of of your home and, and, you know, where you have been. Um, So it's going to affect every aspect of who Mm -hmm. you are, even biologically or scientifically. It's proving that we can actually produce like trauma or reproduce trauma cells in our bodies. Wow. So if you've experienced like a traumatic situation or you have seen um, blood and and death even, or, you know, abuse, Mm -hmm. you are constantly in that state of fight or flight all Mm -hmm. all of the time. So you're in in that place where you're in a stress response. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes. Um, 
So, but there are ways to overcome that, mm -hmm. you know, and you can't do that on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, you need help, you need community. Yes. And, and somebody to help you to kind of tease out these things mm -hmm. and to process these things yes. and help you to understand, to cope with some of the emotions that you're experiencing yes. or even some of the feelings um, that come along with trauma, Yes, you know, whether it's flashbacks or um, significant anxiety, yes. depression, no, there are ways to overcome that, but you have to be able to, to process those yeah. things so you can heal from that. What I, I think what's major that you just said is that you need help. Yeah. That, you know, don't try to do this on your own. And that's one of the things that I did is I got help. Um, and I went to, and actually I was dealing with this before I became born again. And so I went to um, all kinds of therapists. I did group, group therapy. I did hypnotherapy. I know you know what that is, but that's where you're like, you did hypnosis. Yeah. Um, I did pictotherapy where you draw pictures of your, because I'm creative. I was in art school and things like that. And I drew pictures of traumatic events in my life to help me process. Um, so I had a lot of help along the way. Um, and then also uh, once I got saved and started learning the Bible, I kind of would just sit under every lesson on healing and listen to my pastors um, teach me the word, um, like you were just saying. One of my favorite things um, that I would say over myself um, when I was in the middle of depression was I declare that I have the mind of Christ and I call every thought captive into the obedience of Christ Jesus, meaning that I am taking authority over my mind right now. Um, and so that really helped me. Well, ultimately, I think both of those things together right mm -hmm. like we need the lord the lord is he's the one he's the great physician he's right. the great i am he is the healer amen so uh, above all therapeutic techniques we need that as well right but without that you're missing something yeah we need jesus we need jesus and um you know i will say just for my my personal journey that i did um i didn't become healed of depression until i got saved um and then uh once I got saved, there were things that I did and uh, that really set me free. One of the things that I did to set me free was to practice forgiveness. And I say practice forgiveness because it wasn't just like I made this decision that like, okay, I forgive them. And then the next day everything was okay. I had to literally make forgiveness a part of my everyday life. And um, in my case, it was forgiving the person who abused me, the person who hurt me physically, um, sexually, and verbal abuse. And I found myself daily in prayer going and saying, okay, Lord, I forgive them. And then I would find myself saying, okay, that's not working. I'm still really angry at them. Okay, Lord, I, I, I bless them. I bless their children. I pray that you give them everything they need in their lives. I just started pouring out my heart toward this person. And that's where forgiveness took part, um, took place in my heart. Can you talk to us a little bit in your professional opinion? What's the power of forgiveness in like overcoming something like depression or anxiety or some of those things that maybe have been traumatic experiences in our past? Well, I mean, forg unforgiveness is you have created a root of something mm. inside of you. And wherever there's a root, things grow, whether healthy or unhealthy. Yes. And I have seen, you know, in my, in my career, when people carry unforgiveness, it manifests itself in so many different unhealthy mm -hmm. ways. Whether, you know, 
poor, poor reactions mm-hmm. or extreme anger or resentment, depression, anxiety. Not only does it do that, it can affect you physically. Wow. You know, people can be, um, you know, just dealing with chronic stomach issues mm-hmm. or irritable bowel syndrome, things like that. So unforgiveness, um, it's just a really nasty root yeah. on the inside yeah. that really needs to be uprooted and dealt with. Mm-hmm. And there is so much power in what you're saying. Yeah, it's something that's a daily practice, mm-hmm. you know, for people sometimes. Because some of those things that happen to you, like those people didn't deserve forgiveness. Right, right, right. Um, you may look at it like that, but you're not letting go or forgiving for the person. Or you're not making excuses, rather, for that right. person. But you're doing it to get free. Mm, so you can so be good. healthy, you know, so you can begin to plant new roots mm-hmm. on the inside. Wow. That's so good. Forgiveness is powerful. It's powerful. Um, absolutely. Okay. So let me ask you a question. What has been on your heart lately? I mean, just the current climate that we're in, um, in, in e- the economy, um, political, uh, everything going on in the world today. What's been on your heart as far as mental health? What would you say to us? The heart behind the I'm On podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. Well, mental health issues, again, like it's certainly on the rise. Mm -hmm. And when I look at like statistics lately, because I like to look at things like that, um, one in four people, one out of every four people right now throughout the globe is experiencing some form of mental health issue. That's major. Or mental illness. Wow. Well, what's even more alarming is 70% of those people are not being treated at Mm. all. And there are many barriers to treatment. I mean, sometimes it can be financial. Mm. There can be lack of workers. But the biggest barrier that still exists Mm. is mental health, the social stigma Mm. associated with mental health. So what's on my heart is that it's time to break that. We need to break the stigma. Like it's okay. We need to look at mental health, like our physical health. They're equally as important. I love recently, um, even for a while, you and Pastor Ken are really open Mm -hmm. on the pulpit to the congregation Mm -hmm. of your own like mental health process, right? That you have therapists, Mm -hmm. people that you check in with sporadically to Mm -hmm. make sure that you have good mental health. So you're processing feelings, your experiences, Mm -hmm. and and you're speaking that out. And that begins to normalize things for people. And I feel like I've heard it a lot more too with other pastors. So I think the more that pastors are doing that, Mm -hmm. it's going to normalize things for the capital C church. And we're going to begin to see a healthier body of believers. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to feed your body, your mind, spirit, 
and your soul, you know, or your, your body, your soul and your spirit. And so like, as a pastor, my main job is to feed the spirit. Like if you come to me, I'm going to tell you spiritually, this is what's going on from the Bible. This is what's happening. This is what the Bible says. But if you were go to a doctor about your physical body, they're going to deal with you about your body. Okay. This is what's going on with your body. But if I were good to go to about, go to you, you're going to tell me about my soul. This is how your mind works. This is what's going on in the inside. And so we need to make sure that we steward all three because we are a body or we are a spirit. We live in a body and we have a soul. And so we're three part being, and we have to make sure that we, um, steward, you know, our spirit, our, our, our minds as well. It's just like we exercise for our bodies, right? Right. Um, we eat right for our bodies, right? Um, we come to church. We, we have our first 15 in the morning. We spend right. our time with God. We, you know, pray and read the word. What are we doing for our soul? Right. You know, what are we doing to make sure that we're strong in our soul and how we're processing things? What are some things that we can do to manage our soul? Like, yes, have a therapist because no man is an Island. Right. Everyone needs someone else. Like, get a, maybe start there. How do you get a therapist? And, and like, what kind of, can I just go, you know, pick any therapist? Like what what should we be looking for? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, we're speaking to Christians here, so Mm -hmm. we definitely want to pray about that. That would be the first thing that the Lord would open up the door for that right Mm -hmm. person, you know, whoever that may be, and that they would have the same, um, at least be able to share your beliefs. Yes. Um, because you want to have the word in your therapy Mm -hmm. as well. You know, there should be a biblical foundation if you're a Christian seeking Christian therapy. Absolutely. Um, you know, Psychology Today has like a great website where you could go in and just, you know, search for, for therapists and put mm-hmm. different specifications. If you're a male and you prefer to have a male therapist or a female and you'd like a female therapist or mm-hmm. you're hoping to specialize in these certain areas. So that's a good place that I'll usually tell people to start. Mm-hmm. I definitely pray, you know, seek that way. If you're going to um, receive it through your, your health insurance, you can contact your health insurance agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and see which providers in the area mm-hmm. that are accepting your insurance. A lot of people insurance. don't know that. If you have health insurance, they will pay for you, or you know, some plans will pay for you to go to a therapist yes. that's included in your health insurance yeah. plan. Some plans do, and then there's always the private pay, mm-hmm. you know, option, mm-hmm. um, which you could do that. And as well. you know, I do private pay, and it is so worth it. Like it is so worth it. I can't tell you. <laughs> but how do we get in contact with you? Like, what if we're here in Orlando? Are you available to people outside of Orlando or? So I'm licensed in mm-hmm. the state of Florida mm-hmm. and in Massachusetts. So mm-hmm. I can provide therapy to any wow. ma- anybody from Massachusetts or okay. Florida. And I'm doing in-person sessions in Orlando mm-hmm. at a live church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thankful for that, to have the opportunity, Absolutely. the space um, to be able to do that. I have yeah. my own private practice, which is called Rosario Counseling Services, LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check out our Instagram page and get information there and so contact good. us directly to schedule or just even to have a consultation to see if you're a right fit um, for mm-hmm. therapy and then you know schedule sessions from there. Um, Absolutely. Well, listen, I just, you know, my main takeaway from today is I want to shed light into dark places. I know that when I was depressed, it was just a hard, dark place. It was hard to get joy. Um, It was hard to have hope. Um, And 
I feel like I just want to take the last little bit of time that we have to really focus on that and to giving hope to somebody who out there who is dealing with depression, um, who is dealing with um, any other type of like mental illness that's just causing them to be sad, um, maybe post-traumatic stress disorder. disorder. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's... Um, what is it called after postpartum? Postpartum after depression. A, a has, um, so there are all kinds of things. People are going through um, stressful situations because maybe they've lost jobs. You know, sometimes it's not so terrible, but there are like little things that it's just like that icing on the cake. It's that final straw that just puts you to that place that it's like, okay, I don't know if I can overcome this. Um, recently I dealt with cancer. Um, I am over a year now healed from breast cancer. When I was going through cancer and chemotherapy, it was really, really hard for me. It was a really dark place. And so there are so many places that people can be in right now. Um, I just really want to speak to those people and give them hope and let them know that, no, you can overcome and you will overcome. That not only do you have the, obil the ability to do it, you have therapists, you have pastors, you have leaders, you have some of you have family members and friends that you can go to for help, but you have God. And listen, if it were just you and God alone, yeah. you could handle this on yourself. But thank God, it doesn't have to be just you and God alone. But there are other people who are, there are strangers who are willing to hold your hand, to hug you, to pray for you. And so can you just help me speak to those people? What, what should I do if I'm in the middle, like I, if I'm experiencing depression? How do I know if this is serious where I need to go and talk to somebody? What do I do? Um, well, again, I mean, everyone can experience depressed mood at any time and mm -hmm. sadness and you go through situations mm -hmm. and when it becomes something that's debilitating mm -hmm. and it's persistent and mm -hmm. you're experiencing um, depressed mood for a period of two weeks or longer mm -hmm. and with that you have apathy so and you're not interested in the things that you used to be interested before. Yeah. Or there's been a significant change um, in even your 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 weight, whether you're gaining weight or you're losing weight, you have no appetite, you're not sleeping well, you're feeling hopeless, you're having suicidal thoughts, maybe even a plan or intention to harm yourself. Mm -hmm. um, when you're experiencing all of those symptoms you know, for a significant amount of time, at least two weeks every day, yeah. then you know, okay, we're probably not just dealing with depressed mood. That mm -hmm. This could be something more clinical that mm -hmm. really needs you know, a mental health professional. Yes. Um, so I would just kind of assess that for yourself. Really ask yourself those questions. Mm -hmm. How long have I been experiencing this? Is this debilitating? Is this affecting my ability to get up every day? Um, am I feeling hopeless or worthless? Am I carrying all of this guilt or animosity? Yeah. Um, so how is that kind of assess yourself yes. in that moment? Um, definitely get connected. You need people. Mm -hmm. We need people. And this pandemic took us I think away that's from the biggest people. thing right yes. now is yes. just having someone. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, and I didn't mean to interrupt no, you, no, but yeah, the okay. pandemic, we've gotten used to doing life alone right. and isolated and um, having a mask on and just kind of being, you know, by yourself in the world. And we so, um, we've got to get out of that. Yes. 
the Bible talks about seeking counsel, right? Mm-hmm. There's wisdom yes. and a multitude of counsel. So what yes. does that mean? That means when you're going through a challenging time, you need to seek godly counsel. Mm-hmm. So that may get connected in your church, reach mm-hmm. out to your pastors, reach out to your leaders, mm-hmm. have a mentor. You need someone pouring into you, but also reach out to a mental health professional mm-hmm. if you're at that place and you know feel like that would be beneficial as well. Absolutely. So we need one another. We need community mm-hmm. for our mental health for our spiritual well-being, for our overall health. Mm. I would say it's time to prioritize your mental health. Mm. We're about to start a new year. You yes. know, we're in the last month of this year. Yes. It's a new year. It's a new beginning. People begin to think of different goals and they set priorities for themselves. Mm-hmm. Prioritize your mental health. Yes. So whatever that means. That may mean for you that, okay, like I can't do my Starbucks run, you know, every day. Yeah. Um, maybe I need to put some money aside. Maybe I can't go out to eat as often. Yes. Maybe I have to give up my gym membership, but I'm still going to go for a walk every day or go for a jog. But put that aside for you. You matter. You're important. The Bible says that God is near to the brokenhearted, so he's there for you. Wow. The Bible also says that God's plans are to prosper us and Mm -hmm. not to harm us, to give us a hope in the future. Right. So what you're feeling is real. What you're experiencing is real, but God has more. He wants to unlock your destiny for you. So you need people to help walk you through that. Amen. So reach out and just prioritize your mental health. That is so good. You know, because sometimes, I mean, we can be quite vain and I'm, I'll speak for myself. You know, I can be like, oh my gosh, well, I have to speak on Sunday. I need to go get my nails done. You know, yeah. like my nails look horrible <laughs> or like, oh my gosh, I have to go do this thing and I have nothing to wear. You know, it's right. so like I'm trying to go shopping and I have a budget to get my nails done. I have a budget to go shopping, but do I have a budget for my mental health? And for me, I actually do because I've, you know, I've been doing this for a while now. And so I can proudly say like, yes, I have prioritized my mental health. And um, I have a lot of friends and most of the friends that I can think about, they all have their therapist. They have someone that they go to maybe once a month, maybe every other month or once a quarter, or maybe even, you know, my husband was going to see his therapist maybe every six months or it was maybe once a year, but all he needed was a year. And he went for a week, like he had like a week, he would go and for five, every day for five days, he went and they handled all of his mental health business. And then he came home and everything was great like going Um, to the spa, right? Like an intensive spa. Yeah, but it's like we have to think about mental health in that manner Um, because if we were sitting at home like bleeding, you know, we would be want to go to the emergency room. We would want to go to the hospital. We would need some stitches. We'd need somebody to come and figure out, okay, what's going on here? And, you know, I can't say it enough. Mental health is the same way. If you've been feeling sad and you just can't get out of this rut or you're having these evil thoughts and you're like, this isn't like me, this is crazy. Like sometimes don't just like shove it in the back because if it doesn't go away, it's not going away. You know what I mean? Like you have to deal with this. And so, yeah, we just... I can't say it enough, find help. And um, it's just so important that we not be isolated. Absolutely. Yeah. You make a good point there. And, you know, I tell people too, like, you're not going to go to your friend to get like a physical, a yearly physical, right? Yeah. So so you want to have friends that you can confide in and people that are going to pour into you. Right. But just like you would go to a primary care physician to get your yearly physical, Mm -hmm. you want to go to a mental health professional for your mental health. And I think it gives hope to people just to hear that you're not the only one, because I think, and I'll even speak to, even when I 
let's just say I'm having a bad day, you know, and I just feel like a little, uh, maybe, you know, my immune system's working on something. I'm feeling a little low. I'm thinking in my mind, like I need to get some vitamin D. I need to take, you know, I'm like the vitamin lady right. and I get all my oils and stuff and I'm trying to like really lift my own moods. But even when you're feeling like a little sad and things like that, like you just have to remind yourself, like I'm not the only one. Sometimes being, I have three kids, if I have a job and I just feel like, you know what? I'm the only one in the world. Everyone else's kids are amazing and <laughs> they're obedient and they don't do anything wrong and my kids are wild and crazy and why me? you know it's like you can always feel like you're the only one and I think that's the role of the enemy to yeah. isolate us you know back to Eve in the garden you know like isolating you and talking to you about you know that you know did God say and it's just like um that's the plan of the enemy to isolate us and get us alone and so if we can just say, you know what, we're not the only ones. I'm not alone in this. There are Holly's over there with her two kids, you know, Cassandra's over there with her four kids. Like I am not the only one right. in this situation. And it really just makes me hopeful. It just like kind of takes the edge off and makes me feel like, oh, okay, you know, I'm normal. It's okay, I'll get over this. And I think that's a good practice to remind ourselves that, you know, we're just not the only one and we're all going through this life together. Nobody has it easier you know like you can think look at other people and you think oh they look so great or don't even get me started about like you know social media and how we uh, compare our lives to other people's lives on social media and I think that's a big part of depression as well right now where we live in this like unrealistic world where we're looking at other people and we're comparing ourselves and that feels horrible you know like that doesn't feel good and so um we just have to check ourselves in yeah. every single area of life in everything that we do remind ourselves a we're not alone and um b this is only temporary yeah this doesn't last forever. You know what I mean? We we are going to get out of this situation. We will overcome. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like, how do you overcome mental illness? Like, okay, yes, find help. Um, but what are some of the things that we can do to like kind of overcome? Yeah, I think it's learning coping strategies. Like okay. what things work for you? It's mm -hmm. going to be different, you know, for everyone. Mm -hmm. What makes you um, able to relieve stress? What yeah. does that look like? For some people, it may be exercise. Other, mm -hmm. it may be journaling. It may be meditating on God's word. Mm -hmm. um, there's all different, you know, coping skills that you can utilize to help yes. you cope with challenges. So you have to have like a toolbox that That's you good. develop uh, of uh, different skills, different techniques. Mm -hmm. um, learning to be mindful, mm -hmm. you know, being present in the moment. When you are bombarded with um, depression or anxiety, you're in your mind a lot. So mm -hmm. you're either usually in the past with the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, yes. the regrets, yes. or you're dreading the future, yes. but you're never actually present in the moment. Mm -hmm. So learning to be mindful and present, using all the senses that the Lord has that given us. That makes so much sense, Holly. Let me tell you this, and you can probably speak more into it. I, um, when I was going through chemotherapy, I had like this um, panic attack, like this anxiety attack. Um, I think it started when um, uh, one of the nurses gave me my chemotherapy drugs, like just too quick. You're supposed to like, you know, do it over a period of time. She just kind of boom, 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 shot it all in there. And all of a sudden, I was in the middle of this full-blown panic attack and it was like, I, I don't know, I was just like freaking out. Like I, I wasn't like getting up and screaming or doing anything, but I think you could tell by the look on my face. My husband was there. He was alarmed. 
Um, and I looked up, like, I felt like I was in a fishbowl because there were like 10 nurses swarming me saying, it's okay, breathe, relax. And one of the first things they told me was, okay, just be present. And um, right after that, I went directly to a therapist and sat down, like I could barely sit down, first of all, and she started giving me coping mechanisms. She said, okay, feel the, first of all, feel the couch. Yeah and say, this is the couch, okay, yes. feel the chair, I'm in the chair. She said, okay, look at the wall, touch the wall, feel the wall. And tell me, like, what was she doing? She was trying to ground you mm -hmm. to be present. So the way that you, you know, you ground yourself mm -hmm. to get in the moment, in the present tense, mm -hmm. not in your head, not worried, mm -hmm. is to just paying attention, using the senses again that the Lord has given wow. us and activating your senses. It works. Yeah. It distracts you, it's yeah. a distraction, but also just brings you mm -hmm. in the here and now, so mm -hmm. you're not overwhelmed by what's gonna happen, yeah. or what could have happened, or if that makes sense. It, it makes so much sense, but I even do it today. Yeah. Um, if I'm just feeling just any kind of anxious about anything, I'll just kind of focus like, okay, take a deep breath. Feel the seat beneath yes. you. Yes. <laughs> what do you see? What do you smell? Yes. What do you hear? Yeah. You know, things that you do in the physical, you mm -hmm. know, paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. And it's also a good thing to practice in the spirit realm as well, right? Wow. What what are you hearing? What are you sensing? What are you seeing? Yeah. That's so good. So there's all kinds of things that we can do um, to just keep, I guess a good what do i want to say like as in our, in our mental health like to to maintain yeah um mental health because some of the like those coping mechanisms it will bring you out um and help you to overcome but then also there's that managing yeah like now um for me i am over 20 years depression free thank god you know what i mean like i i'm not depressed anymore and uh because while i was going through depressions i had like these cycles like i was okay for like a couple of months and then i'd be down for a couple of months and i was okay for a couple of months but i haven't even had those cycles because i've been completely set free but then there are some things that uh, the coping mechanisms that I've learned that I use just by, you know, come on, having kids and, you know, giving birth to three kids and, you know, being a pastor and, you know, like even in traffic, I will like, I mean, I will get stressed out in traffic and I'm saying like, okay, feel the seat yeah. beneath you. Take a deep breath, smile, Tabitha. These are people in the cars. They're not cars, they're people, you know, so. Just even things like practicing gratitude. Yeah, you know, that's, that's gonna help you to overcome and, and maintain a sound mind. Yeah. Um, you know, practicing being thankful mm -hmm. for things. Wow. Um, so sometimes it's just the simple things, mm -hmm. you know, learning to manage your thought life. You know, that is one of the biggest things. And, and those are things that you learn, that you can learn in therapy, like how do I, thinking about what you're thinking about yes. and pulling down the negative thoughts that you're thinking yes. and replacing them with something more realistic and healthy. Absolutely. You know, sometimes one of the things I do and one I learned about myself is that when I'm clenching my jaw, like I will clench my jaw when I'm stressed. Yes. And so whether I'm driving or cooking or I could just be sitting at my desk and I find that my jaw is clenched, I'll begin to ask myself, what are you thinking right now? You know what I mean? And pay attention to what's going on in the back of my head, what's stressing me out. And then I'll probably speak the word over that. Okay, it's all right. You know, if this doesn't get done by three o'clock, like you said, it you, you know, you can get an extension. It's okay. The world's not over. Calm down. You know right. what I mean? 
God is good. <laughs> yeah, it's learning how to relax your body. Having a, If you have a relaxed body, mm -hmm. then you cannot ha be anxious at the same time. Mm, that's good. So it's really like checking yourself. Like, where am I clenched? Are my, are my hands clenched? Mm -hmm. Is my jaw tight? Mm -hmm. Are my legs feeling, you know, like they're not relaxed? So just really doing wow. body scans, paying attention to having a relaxed body. If you have a relaxed body, you're going to think more clearly. You're going to wow. feel better. Right. Physiologically, it does something in the brain. Brain. Mm -hmm. if, if you're relaxed, it moves the brain from the parasympathetic nervous system to the sympathetic nervous system. So basically, it changes your body from going from fight or flight to relax. And if I you're like in that. that fight or flight mole, um, moment all mm -hmm. of the time, then you're tense, you're anxious, your thought life is probably negative. Mm -hmm. But if you learn to have a relaxed body, mm -hmm. then you can think better, you can feel better, and you can function better. Yeah. I like, it's funny because as you're explaining things, I feel like you were saying, like, if you're tense and, you know, I, I see your body expressions and I can see it in your voice. But then when you said, like, in the relax, you're like, and if you're more relaxed and like, you're really taking, like, I'm relaxing just in you giving those, you know, um, explanations. So that's, that's right. crazy what we can do with our mind. Absolutely. And there, there's a lot, even, you know, when you're meeting with a therapist, mm -hmm. the therapist being relaxed is ultimately going to help wow. the person receiving therapy mm -hmm. because there's power. Yeah. There's an exchange that happens yeah. in the conversation or even us in, that, in our conversation. Yeah. You know, if one person is relaxed, the other person is mm -hmm. going to be relaxed. So just practicing oh, relaxing your body when you're driving and you notice that your, you know, your um, hands are clenched mm -hmm. because of traffic or whatever, like, you know, ask, all right, am I relaxed right mm -hmm. now? Probably not. Right. Learn to, to relax your body, relax your pelvic area mm -hmm. is, is, a, is a big area that if you relax mm -hmm. that part of your body, it really helps it. It actually activates what's called the vagus nerve in your I've body. And that's responsible, again, for just your uh -huh. body being able to, to function uh -huh. in a healthy manner, to think wow. clearly. And wow. We all just need to have relaxed bodies. <laughs> I have like a, a billion other questions I want to ask you. And but so we have to do this again because it's like you, there's a billion other things seriously that I have to ask you. But let's 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 wrap this up. And um, let's just say, um, why don't we do this? Let me just pray for everyone listening. And um, maybe just whatever the Lord's put on your heart, um, just to really, you know, help set people free. And even those of us, like right now, I'm not depressed or anything, but um, I can really use like what we just got done talking about, like those coping mechanisms and, you know, how to just overcome even the little things in life that sometimes can set us off and be so stressed. But so would you just pray for us? Yes. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, for everyone that may be listening, Lord, who may be experiencing um, symptoms of anxiety or depression or, or trauma, or they're just going through a challenging time. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would meet with them. Thank you, Lord. We ask that you would release your oil of joy over each listener right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you have not given them a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. We thank you that there is power in the name and in the blood of Jesus. So we decree and declare the name and the blood of Jesus over every person right now. And we just thank you for, for your peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. I pray that you begin to open up um, doors in their lives, Father God, that you would connect them 
with the right um, people, Lord, even with the right professionals, Lord, that you place mentors in their pathway, Lord. Lord. I just pray that you would bring um, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Father. We just ask that you would release healing. Lord, your, your word tells us that you would give us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So we come against the spirit of heaviness right now in Jesus' name. And we pray that you are given your children new garments to put on today, yes. garments of praise. Your word says that you would um, give us beauty for ashes. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are, you are making your children beautiful, that no matter what things may look like right now, we're trusting and believing that you will work it all out for your glory. Mm-hmm. So we thank you, Lord. You draw near to those thank that are brokenhearted you. today. And we just ask that you release your peace and your supernatural hand over each one in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Holly. Thank you so much Thank for you. sharing all of your wisdom. Listen, guys, I hope that you had a great time. Um, I pray that you are taking these nuggets that we dropped for you today and using them in your life. And if you know someone who can benefit this, please share it. God bless you. I'll see you next time.